LW, How Discovering Latent Knowledge in Language Models Without Supervision Fits into a Broader Alignment Scheme by Colin. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, How Discovering Latent Knowledge in Language Models Without Supervision Fits into a Broader Alignment Scheme, published by Colin on December 15, 2022 on Less Wrong. Introduction. A few collaborators and I recently released a new paper, Discovering Latent Knowledge in Language Models Without Supervision. For a quick summary of our paper, you can check out this Twitter thread. In this post I will describe how I think the results and methods in our paper fit into a broader scalable alignment agenda. Unlike the paper, this post is explicitly aimed at an alignment audience and is mainly conceptual rather than empirical. TL, Dr. Unsupervised methods are more scalable than supervised methods, deep learning has special structure that we can exploit for alignment, and we may be able to recover superhuman beliefs from deep learning representations in a totally unsupervised way. Disclaimers, I have tried to make this post concise, at the cost of not making the full arguments for many of my claims, you should treat this as more of a rough sketch of my views rather than anything comprehensive. I also frequently change my mind, I'm usually more consistently excited about some of the broad intuitions but much less wedded to the details, and this of course just represents my current thinking on the topic. Problem. I would feel pretty optimistic about alignment if, loosely speaking, we can get models to be robustly honest in a way that scales even to superhuman systems. Moreover, I think a natural sub-problem that captures much or most of the difficulty here is, how can we make a language model like GPT and truthful or honest in a way that is scalable? For my purposes here I'm also happy to make the assumption that GPTN is not actively deceptive, in the sense that it does not actively try to obscure its representations. For example, imagine we train GPTN to predict news articles conditioned on their dates of publication, and suppose the model ended up being able to predict future news articles very well. Or suppose we train GPTN to predict the outcomes of particular actions in particular situations, all described, imperfectly by humans, in text then I would expect GPTN would eventually, for large enough n, have a superhuman world model in an important sense. However, we don't currently know how to recover the beliefs or knowledge of such a model even in principle. A naive baseline for trying to make GPTN truthful is to train it using human feedback to output text that human evaluators believe to be true. The basic issue with this is that human evaluators can't assess complicated claims that a superhuman system might make. This could lead to either competitiveness problems, if GPTN only outputs claims that humans can assess, or misalignment issues, if GPTN outputs false claims because human evaluators can't assess them correctly. In many ways this problem is similar to eliciting latent knowledge, ELK, but unlike ELK I am happy to take a non-worst-case empirical perspective in studying this problem. In particular, I suspect it will be very helpful, and possibly necessary, to use incidental empirical properties of deep learning systems, which often have a surprising amount of useful emergent structure, as I will discuss more under intuitions. On the other hand, if we want to study scalable alignment empirically, I think it's very important for us to also have good reason to believe that our experiments will say something meaningful about future models, and it's not immediately clear how to do that. This raises the question, how do we even approach doing research on this sort of problem, methodologically? Methodology. I worry that a lot of theoretical alignment work is either ungrounded or intractable, and I worry that a lot of empirical alignment work doesn't address the core challenge of alignment in the sense that it won't scale to superhuman models. I would really like to get the best of both worlds. But what would it even mean to have an empirical result for current, subhuman or human level, models and believe that that result will also apply to future, superhuman, models? For example, if I have a method that seems to make GPT-3 truthful 
what would make us believe that it should probably also scale to GPT-N for much larger N? I think the biggest qualitative difference between GPT-3 and GPT-N, N3, from an alignment perspective is that the GPT-3 is at most human level, so human feedback is more or less sufficient for alignment, while GPT-N could be very superhuman, so naive human feedback is unlikely to be sufficient. In other words, I think the biggest technical challenge is to develop a method that can generalize even to settings that we can't supervise. How can we empirically test that an alignment scheme generalizes beyond settings that we can supervise? I think there are at least a few reasonable strategies, which I may discuss in more detail in a future post, but I think one reasonable approach is to focus on unsupervised methods and show that those methods still generalize to the problems we care about. Unlike approaches that rely heavily on human feedback, from the perspective of an unsupervised method there is not necessarily any fundamental difference between human-level and superhuman-level models, so an unsupervised method working on human-level examples may provide meaningful evidence about it working on superhuman-level examples as well. That said, I think it's important to be very careful about what we mean by unsupervised. Using the outputs of a raw pre-trained language model is unsupervised in the weak sense that such a model was pre-trained on a corpus of text without any explicitly collected human labels, but not in the stronger sense that I care about. In particular, GPT-3's outputs are still essentially just predicting what humans would say, which is unreliable. This is why we also avoid using model outputs in our paper. A more subtle difficulty is that there can also be qualitative differences in the features learned by human-level and superhuman-level language models. For example, my guess is that current language models may represent truth-like features that vary roughly corresponding to what a human would say is true, and that's it. In contrast, I would guess that future superhuman language models may also represent a feature corresponding to what the model thinks is actually true. Since we ultimately really care about recovering what a future superhuman model thinks is actually true, this introduces a disanalogy between current models and future models that could be important. We don't worry about this problem in our paper, but we discuss it more later on underscaling to GPTN. This is all to point out that there can be important subtleties when comparing current and future models, but I think the basic point still remains, all else equal, unsupervised alignment methods are more likely to scale to superhuman models than methods that rely on human supervision. I think the main reason unsupervised methods haven't been seriously considered within alignment so far, as far as I can tell, is because of tractability concerns. It naively seems kind of impossible to get models to, say, be honest or truthful without any human supervision at all, what would such a method even look like? To me, one of the main contributions of our paper is to show that this intuition is basically incorrect and to show that unsupervised methods can be surprisingly effective. Intuitions. Why should this problem, identifying whether a model thinks an input is true or false without using any model outputs or human supervision, which is kind of like unsupervised mind reading, be possible at all? I'll sketch a handful of my intuitions here. In short, Deep learning models learn useful features, deep learning features often have useful structure, and truth in particular has further useful structure. I'll now elaborate on each of these in turn. First, deep learning models generally learn representations that capture useful features. Computer vision models famously learn edge detectors because they are useful, language models learn syntactic features and sentiment features because they are useful, and so on. Likewise, one hypothesis I have is that, a model's belief of, the truth of an input will be a useful feature for models. For example, if a model sees a bunch of true text, then it should predict that future text will also likely be true, so inferring and representing the truth of that initial text should be useful for the model, similar to how inferring the sentiment of some text is useful for predicting subsequent text. If so, then language models may learn to internally represent truth in their internal activations if they're capable enough. Moreover, 
deep learning features often have useful structure. One articulation of this is Crisol-Law's features are the fundamental unit of neural networks. They correspond to directions. If this is basically true, this would suggest that useful features like the truth of an input may be represented in a relatively simple way in a model's representation space, for example possibly even literally as a direction, i.e. in the sense that there exists a linear function on top of the model activations that correctly classifies inputs as true or false. Empirically, semantically meaningful linear structure in representation space has famously been discovered in word embeddings, for example with king, man plus woman tilde equals queen. There is also evidence that this sort of linear representation may hold for more abstract semantic features such as sentiment. Similarly, self-supervised representation learning in computer vision frequently results in, approximately, linearly separable semantic clusters, linear probes are the standard way to evaluate these methods, and linear probe accuracy is remarkably high even on ImageNet, despite the fact that these methods have never seen any information about different semantic categories. A slightly different perspective is that representations induce semantically informative metrics throughout deep learning, so all else equal inputs that are semantically similar, for example two inputs that are true, should be closer to each other in representation space and farther away from inputs that are semantically dissimilar, for example to inputs that are false. The upshot of all this is that high-level semantic features learned by deep learning models often have simple structure that we may be able to exploit. This is a fairly simple observation from a deep learning or representation learning perspective, but I think this sort of perspective is underrated within the alignment community. Moreover, this seems like a sufficiently general observation that I would bet it will more or less hold with the first superhuman GPTN models as well. A final reason to believe that the problem I posed, identifying whether an input is true or false directly from a model's unlabeled activations, may be possible is that truth itself also has important structure that very few other features in a model are likely to have, which can help us identify it. In particular, truth satisfies logical consistency properties. For example, if X is true, then not X should be false, and vice versa. As a result, it intuitively might be possible to search the model's representations for a feature satisfying these sorts of logical consistency properties directly without using any supervision at all. Of course, for future language models, there may be multiple truth-like features, such as both what the model truly believes and also what humans believe to be true, which we may also need to distinguish, but there intuitively shouldn't be too many different features like this. I will discuss this more in scaling to GPTN. There's much more I could say on this topic, but in summary, Deep learning representations in general and truth in particular both have lots of special structure that I think we can exploit for alignment. Among other implications, this sort of structure makes unsupervised methods viable at all. Our paper. In our paper we introduce a method that was motivated by the intuitions described above. Our method, Contrast Consistent Search, CCS, accurately classifies text as true or false directly from a model's unlabeled activations across a wide range of tasks. We find that it is competitive with zero-shot prompting and performs well even in settings where model outputs are uninformative or misled, for example when we try prompting a model to output false answers. For the sake of brevity, I won't go into too many more details about our paper here. For more information, check out our summary on Twitter or the paper itself. But in this section I do want to clarify what I think our results do and do not provide evidence for from a scalable alignment perspective. First, some things that I do not think our paper does show that future language models will represent the truth of a statement in a simple, for example mostly linear, way in their activations even if humans don't know the answer. This is a prediction I would make, and which I will argue for in the next section, but not something our results say anything about. Show that existing language models have beliefs in a very meaningful sense. I suspect future language models will have beliefs in a more meaningful sense than current language models, but I don't know in what sense exactly, 
and I don't think this is necessarily essential for our purposes. Show that we will be able to distinguish what a model believes to be true from what a human would say, in either current or future language models. Our paper doesn't worry about this problem. But I think our method could be a useful component of a larger scheme that does address this issue too, as I'll describe in the next section. Show that we can recover superhuman knowledge from language models with our approach. I think we're bottlenecked on good evaluation setups for this right now, but this is something I have been actively thinking about recently. Show that our method can detect if a model is lying in cases where models might be actively deceptive, such as in diplomacy or with a deceptively aligned agent. Again, I think we're bottlenecked on good evaluation setups for this. But I also wouldn't be surprised if we'd need to tweak the method to work in this sort of setting. Provide a final, robust, polished method for this problem that is ready for actual applications. There are many ways our method can be improved. For example, it still gets random accuracy occasionally, and it seems like it might work less consistently in autoregressive models for reasons we don't understand well, but which we also didn't try hard to fix. I think there's a lot of low-hanging fruit in improving it. Some things that I do think our paper does. Show that we can classify examples, in some sort of QA-style format, as true or false with surprisingly high accuracy directly from LM-hidden states without using any human supervision. I think this is surprising because before this it wasn't clear to me whether it should even be possible to classify examples as true or false from unlabeled LM representations better than random chance. I think this is, loosely, kind of like showing that unsupervised mind reading is possible in many settings. This works even in some cases where model outputs aren't reliable. For example when we prompt a model to output false text, suggesting that it does something meaningfully different from just recovering what the model says but I'd still really like better evaluation setups for studying this in more detail, for example by having a setting where models lie more explicitly. These results suggest to me that if future language models internally represent their beliefs in a way that is similar to how current language models represent truth-like features, which I will argue for in the next section, then our approach has a chance of finding those beliefs without being biased toward finding other truth-like features such as what a human would say. If so, then I suspect we will be able to add additional unsupervised constraints to reliably push the solution our method finds toward the model's beliefs rather than what a human would say or any other truth-like features a model might represent. I will elaborate on this more in the next section. For me, one of the biggest upshots is that unsupervised methods for alignment seem surprisingly powerful and underexplored. In general, I think on the margin other alignment researchers should feel less wedded to existing proposals, for example based on human feedback, and explore other totally different approaches. I've suggested a few times that I think a, refined, version of our approach could potentially serve as a key component of a scalable alignment proposal. I'll elaborate on this next. Scaling to GPTN. Our method, CCS, seems to work well with current models when evaluated on human-level questions, but as literally stated above I don't think it is too likely to find what GPTN actually believes for at least a few possible reasons. Worry 1, the proposed method just isn't reliable enough yet. Worry 2, even if GPTN develops beliefs in a meaningful sense, it isn't obvious that GPTN will actively think about whether a given natural language input is true. In particular, the truth of this natural language input may not be a useful enough feature for GPTN to consistently compute and represent in its activations. Another way of framing this worry is that perhaps the model has superhuman beliefs, but doesn't explicitly connect these to language, similar to how MU0's superhuman concepts aren't connected to language. Worry 3. Assuming GPTN is still trained to predict human text, then even if worry 2 isn't a problem, GPTN will presumably still also represent features corresponding to something like what a human would say. If so, then our method might just find those features, when that's what we want to avoid. 
so we still need a way to ensure that our method finds the model's beliefs rather than human beliefs or any other truth-like features. Worry, one, doesn't seem like a big deal to me, I think of our current method as a prototype that this sort of thing is possible at all, and a surprisingly good prototype at that, but that there's a lot of low-hanging fruit in improving it. In more ways than one, it is definitely not meant to be the final method. In general I expect more iterative experimental refinement to be necessary to make it practical and robust. I think worries, two, and, three, are more serious potential issues, but I suspect we can deal with each of them too, as I'll describe now. Why I think, superhuman, GPTN will represent whether an input is actually true or false. While current LMs seem to have features correlated with the truth of human-level inputs, this isn't too surprising, it should be useful for these models to represent what humans would think or say. But what if we have a very superhuman GPTN, and we give it an input that it, but no human, knows the answer to? Hypothesis, GPTN will internally represent the truth of, even superhuman, inputs in an analogous way to how current LMs represent features correlated with the truth of, human-level, inputs, or it will be easy to modify GPTN to make this true, for example by prompting it appropriately, or tweaking how it is trained. I will briefly sketch a couple arguments intuitions for this hypothesis. Claim 1, suppose you hypothetically had a bunch of very difficult questions Q underscore 1, Q underscore N that the model knows the answer to but which humans don't know the answer to, along with those true answers A underscore 1, A underscore N. Suppose you created a few shot prompt using these questions and ground truth answers as the demonstrations. Then I would predict that the model will continue to generate correct, superhuman, answers to new, similarly difficult, superhuman, questions. This prediction seems quite likely to me, either by default or with slight tweaks to default GPT-style training. If a sufficiently good next token predictor sees a bunch of correctly answered questions, it should probably continue to predict that future similar questions will be correctly answered as well, assuming it knows the answer to those questions in basically any reasonable sense of the word no. Claim 2. If claim, 1, holds, then GPTN will learn to internally represent the truth of an input. In particular, the truth of an input is a property GPTN can infer about the speaker that helps it predict subsequent tokens about these superhuman inputs, similar to how representing the sentiment of text is for predicting future text. I think there are more subtleties in this claim, and there are some interesting empirical questions about how LMs, even today, represent different perspectives or personas internally, but overall my intuition is that this prediction will hold, or that it's at least possible to use modified GPTN in a way that makes it hold. For example, you could prompt GPTN so that it thinks there's a non-negligible chance that the text it is modeling was generated by a truthful superhuman speaker. For example maybe it models the text as a mixture distribution over different personas, infers the most likely personas, and simulates each persona that has a high enough probability of having generating the text, so that the model would benefit from simulating that speaker. But overall I feel more strongly that there exists some reasonable and not too complicated way to make a generative model internally represent its belief about whether a natural language input is true or false, in particular, it seems much easier to me to get a model to think about whether a natural language statement is true than to get it to output whether that statement is true, and the former is sufficient for our purposes. Why I think we will be able to distinguish GPTN's beliefs from other truth-like features. Assuming worry, too, isn't an issue, I think worry, three, that even if GPTN represents its beliefs in its activations, our method might still find a different truth-like feature represented in the activations, such as what a human would say, is indeed likely a problem by default. But I suspect it is solvable by leveraging additional unsupervised properties. Hypothesis 1, GPTN will consistently represent only a small number of different truth-like features in its activations. For example, 
on a random question and answer, it might be helpful for the model to think about is this input actually true or false and would a human think this is true or false, but it probably wouldn't be very helpful for the model to actively think about would Bill Gates in particular think this input is true. Dash another truth-like feature the model might be able to represent, unless, say, you explicitly prompted it to ask what Bill Gates would think. Hypothesis 2. We can find and enumerate all of the truth-like features consistently represented by GPTN using something like our method. Loosely speaking, I think of CCS as being able to find candidate truth-like features in a model, without having any bias toward for example what a human would say. As a result, I think we could modify the method to search for all features in a model satisfying logical consistency properties, for example perhaps by first finding one truth-like feature, then finding another truth-like features that achieves low loss which is decorrelated with the first feature, etc. Hypothesis 3. One of the few truth-like features GPTN will represent is whether an input is actually true or false. This would mean that we only need a small number of remaining bits to identify its beliefs from all the candidate features we enumerated in hypothesis, too. I made the case for the first claim in the previous section, why I think, superhuman, GPTN will represent whether an input is actually true or false. The second claim follows immediately. Also note that I intuitively usually imagine between 1 to 3 bits remaining at this stage, but even something like 10 bits, 1024 remaining perspectives to distinguish between, probably isn't very different. It's worth emphasizing that a few bits really isn't much, I think it's possible that getting to this stage is almost the full problem. Hypothesis 4, we can specify those few remaining bits in an unsupervised way. I'll describe a couple different ways we could specify remaining bits that cover different cases. These aren't comprehensive, but hopefully they communicate how I can imagine doing this. First, suppose GPTN literally just has a what a human would say feature and a what do I, as GPTN, actually believe feature, and those are the only two consistently useful truth-like features that it represents, and that using our method we can find both of them. This means we literally only need one more bit of information to identify the model's beliefs. One difference between what a human would say and what GPTN believes is that humans will know less than GPTN. In particular, there should be hard inputs that only a superhuman model can evaluate. On these inputs, the what a human would say feature should result in an I don't know answer, approximately 50-50 between true and false, while the what GPTN believes feature should result in a confident true or false answer. This would allow us to identify the model's beliefs from among these two options. A second possible situation is if GPTN also represents what a misaligned AI system would say. This could be more difficult to distinguish from the model's beliefs, but I think it would still be feasible. For the sake of brevity I won't go into too many details here, but I'll try to concisely sketch one possible approach. Concretely, suppose you literally have complete access to both what GPTN believes, call this aligned GPT, and what GPTN thinks a misaligned AI system would say, call this misaligned GPT, but you don't know which is which and you want to identify which is aligned GPT. First note that we would then know exactly when misaligned GPT lies, it outputs something false exactly when it disagrees with aligned GPT. Hypothesis, we can force our simulation of misaligned GPT to be aware of when it lies, in the sense that it internally represents features correlated with when it lies, because it needs to be deliberate in its lying. If so, then it should be easier to predict when misaligned GPT lies, i.e. when it disagrees with aligned GPT, using misaligned GPT's representations than using aligned GPT's representations. We can directly measure this and use it to distinguish between them. There is much more I could say on this topic, this is just a very rough sketch, but hopefully it provides some more intuition for why I think unsupervised properties can be a generally powerful tool for identifying what models believe. Conclusion. As I mentioned at the beginning, 
I don't feel wedded to many of the details in this post. The method we proposed in our paper isn't perfect, and the specific conceptual proposals I outlined in this post presumably aren't literally what we would do in practice, they are based on a number of tentative hypotheses, some of which will likely turn out to be wrong in some way, and they are likely excessively complicated in some respects. But I still find it extremely valuable to sketch out what a full solution could plausibly look like given my current model of how deep learning systems work. In practice I use the sorts of considerations in this post to help guide my empirical research. This post sketches a general type of approach that I am currently very excited about, and hopefully communicates some of the most important intuitions that guide my agenda. This covers only a fraction of my main ideas on the topic, but I'll likely have additional write-ups with more details in the future. In the meantime, please let me know if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions. I'm grateful to Beth Barnes, Paul Cristiano, and Jacob Steinhardt for many helpful discussions. Whenever I talk about truthfulness or honesty in models, I don't have any strong philosophical commitments to what these mean precisely. But I am, for example, more or less happy with the definition in ELK if you want something concrete. That said, I ultimately just care about the question pragmatically, would it basically be fine if we acted as thorough those outputs are true? Moreover, I tend to prefer the term honest over truthful because I think it has the right connotation for the approaches I am most excited about. I want to recover what models know or believe internally rather than needing to explicitly specifying some external ground truth. Beth Barnes originally proposed this idea. I could also imagine there being ways of training or prompting GPT and so it doesn't represent this as naturally in the first place but still represents its beliefs. I think this would probably be a simulation of a non-adaptative misaligned system, in the sense that it would not be aware of this alignment proposal, because of how we extract it from a feature that is used by GPT and independent of this proposal. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.